Umket Industries proudly presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, a pendant production. In the spring of 1946, President Harry S. Truman reactivated Franklin D. Roosevelt's clandestine squadron of P-47 Thunderbolts. This squadron was once again known as Brassy Battalion, and this is their story. Tonight's episode, The Final Revelation of Archibald Withersby. When we last left our heroes, Brassy Battalion had just been reformed and reunited with their shimmering, gleaming P-47 Thunderbolts. Wasting no time, acting on sound intelligence from Withersby, the battalion took to the skies in pursuit of SCAR, in pursuit of the Beast, in pursuit of freedom. Let's listen in as the battalion returns from their latest sortie, Dixie's temper leading the way. Where is he? He's coming out to meet us. String him on! I will flex my muscles on his face. Not if I reach him first. Oh, back off. He's mine. <laughs> Withersby, I want answers and I want them now. You owe us at least that much. Miss Stenberg, unhand me. You listen to me and you listen good, bub. You sent us up into the air, into live combat. Against Scar! And the Beast. Your lives are in danger every time. I realize this. I assure you, that is utmost on my mind when mission planning. And the ship, she turned invisible. It was like something right out of a Sunday morning matinee. And then ate the half of it. Me and Tommy got a kid now, you hear me? And Joey and SC too. And Lily and Freudenberg want them. And I promised them that they'd live to have them after we were done here. I... No more secrets. I don't give a suffering wangdoodle about your chain of command or who ordered what. Fess up on all of it, all the time from now on, or so help me, I will drown this entire battalion. I'm not playing these games anymore. Oscar's changed you. Darn tootin' he has. And it's been for the better. If you'll release me, I give you my solemn, somber, sober word that I will reveal everything to you, orders or no. That's up to you, Dixie. You said we could trust him. Do you still feel this way? I'm ready to kick him out on his keister and call it a day. I didn't sign up to miss time with my grandsons for this, that's for sure. The beast ship turned invisible, you say? It was all we could do to try to keep up with Scar, which seemed to have a bead on it even while invisible. Eventually, we saw the geoslip and knew the beast had gone. So you could see the geoslip even if you couldn't see the beast. Fascinating. We're getting a little bit off topic. What do we do with him? I vote for making mincemeat pie out of his face. Uh, unfortunately, it's not our call to make. Well, what do you say, Dix? <sighs> you were right about Mexico, Archie. And I vouched for you to the others. Don't make me regret that. Or this. Thank you. Now, please, meet me in Frank's office, if you would. It, it's time you learn the truth. And now, a word from our sponsor, the Ambrosial Umket Industries. Ooh, Ambrosial sounds nice. And nice they are, chum. Well, there's none nicer, but don't take my word for it. It's true, good sirs. 
There is no multinational conglomerate nicer than Umket Industries. They are ambrosial, remember? He makes a good point. That's his job. He's the amazing Noel. He's amazing. He's astounding. Not a charlatan, not confounding. The amazing Noel. The amazing Noel? Famed mentalist and futuristic predictor extraordinaire. The one and the same. And as always, by my side, the comely and extremely short-skirted Miss Fortune Divine, the amazing Noel and Miss Fortune Divine, together at last and now for all time. Say, Miss Fortune, what do you think about Umket? They are just swell. But of course they are. Now, listen carefully, for I have a question of great import for you, dear assistant of mine. I'm all ears. And all legs. Would you say Umket Industries is nice? Oh, of course. Let me finish, Miss Fortune. Oh, my apologies, sir. Miss Fortune must listen when Noel speaks, because if she does, her paychecks get lost for weeks. <laughs> All is forgiven, as long as you keep wearing those skirts, my dear. Now, let's try this again, shall we? Please. Would you say Umket Industries is nice? Or the nicest multinational conglomerate ever in the history of ever? <gasps> Look at her sink. Oh, I'm looking. Why, it's, it's the nicest nice that ever niced. I knew she was going to say that. <gasps> Simply extraordinary. Yes, he is. Yes, I am. It's all true. But, dear Miss Fortune, I believe there is yet another word to describe everyone's favorite company. Ambrosial. That is correct. You are learning well. But... If I may ask... And you may! What is so very ambrosial about this fine corporation? My good man, you yourself use that word to describe our generous sponsor. I thought you should know. Um, well, I just read the script. Well, who writes these things? Oh, no one of any talent, that's for sure. This show was written by a talentless hack. We hope you didn't pay for this demand your money back. John Tootin! But back to the point. You see, Umket Industries is ambrosial due to the odors emanating from underarms. I, I smell that good? No, <laughs> you do not. Ah, but you can. It's as easy as applying this handy dandy can of Umket denodorant to your underarms but once a day. Gee. No, Durant. Umket Denodorant removes any offensive odors from your body's unfortunately placed sweat glands, thus making... No odor. Do we want odor? No, we do not. So what do we use, Umket Denodorant? Denodorant, yes, I get it now. Well, it's about time. Now listen, ladies out there. Is the man you married the sweetheart you expected him to be? Has odor caused new problems in your marriage? To answer these and other personal problems, we present 
Umket Denoderant. An amazing new marital aid given to you through our kindly and helpful advice. Kindly and helpful? Umket is the nicest. Umket Denoderant is helping thousands of men. Just like it can help the one in this very studio solve his personal problem. It can? Of course. You stink. Like the problems of underarm perspiration, my good man. Just look at your shirt. It's as if you are using your armpits to juice as many oranges as the day is long. If you, if you smell, smell bad and your underarms are wet, do not despair. It's umketinoderant you should get. <gasps> is it true? Why didn't anyone ever tell me? Well, it's embarrassing. How do I bring that up? Hey there, fella. Let's have a little talk about B.O. I don't think so. Indeed. And Umket Denoderant helps prevent perspiration damage to clothes and safeguards friendships. It will save my shirt and my friends? It's the most miracle of products. Of course it is. Umket makes it. Use Umket Denoderant every day. It helps stop perspiration safely. Watch. I'll show you. How's it working? Like a charm. I can feel all my pores clogging with ambrosial oil already. Is that safe? How could it not be? With an ironclad argument like that, I'm sold. Yes, you are. And you will be too, dear listeners. Grab a can of Umket Denoderant today. Oh, you smell divine, Miss Fortune. How's it feel? Well, why, why is it so hot in here? Everything's blurry. Whew. That's perfectly normal. Her body is merely adapting to no longer having a way to easily and effectively cool itself. Whew, that's a relief. Can, um, can someone get me a fan or some water, please? That'd be great. Miss Fortune! She is fine. I have used my amazing mental prowess to ascertain that she has merely fainted from the sheer awe of the effectiveness of Umket Denoderant. Astounding! Give us one more prediction. Wait, I'm getting something. Yes, yes. I predict that in the field of science and nutrition, there will be discovered three, yes, three, new wonder foods. One will make you honest. Two will make you forget. And three will make people more considerate of one another. That's amazing, Noel. I know! Could I, could I get some of the, the second one, please? We now return our program as Withersby finally spills the beans. Good. We're all here. I had thought just the battalion... Frank, Freudenberg, and Robot are a part of the battalion. Just because they're not pilots doesn't make them any less part of the team. Thank you, Miss Dixie. Yeah, we're part of the battalion. See, we got patches on everything. It is so nice to feel loved by my fleshy brethren. Yeah, this place would fall apart without us. Of course, my apologies. 
I, I merely wish to contain the information that... Well, I suppose it's too late now. Full disclosure. Back in the winter of 41, there was an incident of monumental proportions. Didn't they move Thanksgiving back then? I remember there was all that State of Jefferson nonsense. The Japanese defeated us in Hong Kong. We fought valiantly, though. Canada and Britain. Side by side. Many died in Hong Kong, but this was of graver importance. Pearl Harbor. Graver still. The Armenia was sunk. Was hospital ship, not combat vessel. Seven thousand died. Filthy Nazis. All horrible tragedies, to be sure. But I speak of something so extraordinary that it could change the entire course of human history. More than Conrad Zeus completing the Z3, the world's first electronic, fully programmable digital computer based on a binary floating point number and switching system? Yes. More than the war? Absolutely. But more than Hitler? Because Hitler was pretty bad. Worse than average, I would say. You have to understand the significance of this event. There has been nothing like it in recorded history. The U.S. Navy spotted an incoming object far off the eastern seaboard. At first, we worried it was an unknown superweapon fired at us from Germany. But it wasn't from Germany. No, but the rest turned out to be more accurate than we realized. It was extraterrestrial. Extra what? He means it was not of this earth, son. Full of little green men from Mars? We still don't know where it's from. It was green, but it wasn't even remotely little. <gasps> the beast? Yes. Its ship broke up midway over the Atlantic. Pieces scattering to the winds. Much of it was recovered by the U.S. with the help of our good friends in Canada, Russia, and the U.K., and that's why those countries got representatives in the battalion. So the Brassi Alloy, it's from the Beast ship. Affirmative. We were able to reverse engineer the technology, at least enough to understand and replicate its function, and thus were able to provide your Thunderbolts with geoslip capabilities. So the ebony plating on the Zeta Squad's Falkwolf 190s is from the same place? Yes. And the blue goo that Geist uses? Yes! That explains what we saw in the cave. And and the beast ship had a ray gun on it that looked just like the one I took from Volker. Exactly. Unfortunately, Germany beat us to some of the recovered sites and obtained the plating and the ray gun. Though, thankfully, you liberated the latter from their clutches. They had the beast itself for a while there, didn't they? <laughs> I saw far more of it when I was in the Scar Dungeons than I'd ever care to. But what about the invisibility? I am afraid we do not possess that technology, although we are aware of it. It could be refraction, some sort of way the light uh, bends around... We don't know. That technology was never recovered from the initial craft, but from information on it obtained from said craft, we were able to devise this. Ah, goggles. Whatever it is that the beast uses to become invisible to the naked eye, the lenses and these goggles seems to counteract it. But there's only one pair. There's six of us. I had this pair with me. I was going to ask you to test them on your next flight before distributing them to the rest of the battalion for live missions. That seems wise enough. 
Next time we go up, I'll... It's too late now. The others are... gone. How did that happen? It appears that Nev has turned on us... again. Not only did she abscond with our intel on the beast, but she took the other five pairs of goggles with her. That explains how Scar knew where the beast was, even when we couldn't see it. They've got our spectacles. Who wants to be four eyes anyway? We do, if we ever want to catch the beast. You're supposed to be wearing flight goggles anyway, Joey. Ah, they're for sissies, I tell ya. Back to the point at hand. It is vital we capture the beast before Scar does. Who knows what torments they'll put it through if captured again. Who cares? Ain't it been eating humans? Uh, slow down, it's been eating Nazis, really. And we've seen firsthand what it thinks of them. A nuisance that makes tasty snacks is what. We do not want it to get the wrong impression about the entirety of the human race. If we could work out diplomatic relations with the beast and his kind... There's more of him? It only stands to reason. And they must have been here before. How else to explain the extra ship hidden in the cave in Mexico? Ah, Gherkin. You've already seen the wonders the beast brought with it. Now imagine the possibilities that a mountain of that kind of technology has in the hands of Scar. The entire course of human history could change. Never has a mission been so vital. Give me those goggles, Archie. We're going right back out after Scar. To propel prosperity. To produce posterity. To facilitate futurity. This production has starred Renee Christine Jones as Dixie Stenberg. Oh, Geo slips, bulletproof planes, invisibility. Every time I think this show couldn't get any weirder. Mark Zaracor is Frank McGuff. You hear the end credits and realize we're the ones that make the show weird, but with all our weirdness. Steve Anderson as Reginald Billingsley. You're all the weird ones. Some of us are perfectly normal. Jeremiah McCoy as Archibald Withersby. Your supposition is not based upon reality. Your supposition is not based upon reality. Pete Mylan as Freudenberg. That doesn't even make sense. All you did was repeat what Withersby said to you. Well, all you did was repeat what Withersby said to you. Scott Rinnicombe as Cornelius Robert Sims Pearson. Land sakes, son, that doesn't even make any sense. You don't make any sense. Anthony Piscelli as Joey Scalzetti. Why is he doing that? I don't get it. You don't get it. That's what I said. That's what you said. Chris Britton as Thomas Galen. Ha. I just think he's jealous. Another episode has gone by without him in it. You're not in it. Actually, I am. No, you are. Perry Whittle as Benedict Ederchenko. He's all right, comrade. Do not be jealous. Come. I give you a big hug. Uh, Big hug. Da, so that I can crush you. No, you crush you. Alicia Lane Matheson as Lily LaRue. I think he's slipping. You're slipping. Aha, see? That one worked better. Catherine Pride as Brenny. <laughs> you worked better. Hey, that was my annoying tactic. 
Justin Dobby as Volker. No, it was your annoying tactic. Stop that. You stop that. You're stealing my shtick. Kristen Bays as the Oom Ket Triplets. These are the worst credits ever. The villains are being so annoying. I think it's kind of funny. How could you think it's funny? You're crazy if you think that's funny. You're crazy if you think that's funny. I have had it with you always being contrary. It's the most annoying thing ever. You're the most annoying thing ever. Ugh, you're the most annoying thing ever. Your mom's the most annoying thing ever. That doesn't even make sense. And your mom is our mom. So is your face. So is your face isn't a comeback. So is your face always works. Bill Young as the amazing Noel. This is Madness! Your madness! Quiet, you! M. Sierra Garcia as Miss Fortune Divine. <sighs> Water? Anyone? Ice cube? Maybe? You're an ice cube! Alright, that's enough of that. Ryan Pickens as Robot 153. You're Robot 153. No, I'm not. I just wanted to feel part of the group. I love me some camaraderie. Uh, Amanda Fitzwater as Nebulon 2000. Camaraderie sounds like Gongblade, which is Russian, which means communists, and the United States doesn't like communists. I believe this means you're evil. You're evil. One of us! One of us! And Jeffrey Bridges as the commercial announcer. All I know is I agree. This show's written by a complete hack. You're a complete hack. That's what I'm saying, yes. This is Seth Adam Sure. Stay tuned next time as Brassy Battalion takes the fight to the skies. Only at PendantAudio.com. You've been listening to a pendant production of the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater. Brought to you tonight by Umket D. Noderint. And remember... This fella here smells. Don't be like him. Omket denodorant helps prevent perspiration damage to clothes and safeguards friendships. Water. Water, please. Stay safe, America, and good night. This production was written by Jeffrey Bridges and directed by Seth Adam Schur, Assistant Director Jim Hamilton. Umkit Industries presents the Dixie Stenberg and Brassy Battalion Adventure Theater, created by Jeffrey Bridges, copyright 2009, Pendant Productions. For more information, visit pendantaudio.com. Thanks for listening. Oh, jerk!